and welcome to Football During Quarantine, episode um, three? Two. Yeah, something. Two. I, I don't know what day it is. Yeah, it I, is currently Monday. Time no longer oh. has any meaning. No, I've only played Persona for 50% of my life. I'm one of your hosts, Jusby, in his house. I'm Hi, Jusby, in his num- house. Number one Chiefs fan in his house, Matt Dustman. Hey, it's me in my house. Professional sports broadcaster in his house, Nate Kuyper. Uh, I am not in my house. And the best trash can shot in the nation. From his house, Corey Clevens. Yeah. <laughs> you, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were just gonna end it with, uh, like you were gonna say that, and Corey was just like, no, 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 just trash can. <laughs> Close enough. Well, just, 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 I'm just glad to know how you think about me. No, no, no. I thought you were gonna say that. I was like, I, I thought that was a perfect setup, and then we were gonna have to like. Like, no, Corey, that's not true. But <laughs> now I look like the asshole. Hell yeah. So a few things have happened since our last episode where we predicted free agency. Uh, I just a- wanted to be known. We got that episode up before Brady got signed or announced, right? Well, it, it, was, it was like, it, I think like an hour before that episode. Like the episode was uploaded about an hour before the reports started coming out. All right, because we... we Fad Pod was right. Yeah, Fad Pod boys it, were right. Because I, I I cut it really close between uploading that episode and having to be at work. In fact, I was like two minutes late or something like that. And so I was at work for like an hour after that. And then I mm, started mm, getting mm. the pings on my phone. Tom Brady's going to the Buccaneers. Do we want to uh, discuss that about uh, the potential ramifications of what this could mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, poor Jameis Winston. He finally has good vision, and he gets cut, you know? Poor Jameis Winston. I could go back to the pit where he belongs. Yeah, that's, like, last year I was arguing that Jameis should be in the pit, and then this year, like, I'm like, only reason why Jameis isn't getting signed is because he's black. That... I mean, can you say That's the same not... thing about Cam Newton? We didn't. The Bucks well, didn't on. let Jameis go, right? No, he. They did. Oh, they did. They I just didn't. Re- they just didn't resign him. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I don't. I don't see why how Corey makes the 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 difference. Like, man, he belongs in the pit, and then all of a sudden he doesn't belong in the pit. No, see, the problem is his actions are completely unrelated to football. So no matter what, he's still in the pit. He cannot be he cannot be getting signed because he's black and still be in the pit. I mean Teddy got signed. Yeah. Jameis just threw thirty touchdowns and thirty picks. Yeah. Yeah, but also look I mean, at all the picks that what's his face? Everybody throws picks in uh Bruce Arian systems. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's ever done thirty thirty. 30 for 30? I mean, I mean, that's ESPN, get on that shit. You could, you can go the classic, like, calling Cowherd route and be like, the reason why Cam and Jameis don't have jobs right now is because of their maturity issues and their decision making. 
Which? Or is Colin Coward a racist? That's possible. Uh, nah, he really, he really is. He's like a Kyler Murray stan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. He also really likes Teddy Bridgewater. The whole goddamn nation should like Teddy Bridgewater, though. That's a good thing. I love Teddy Bridgewater. He's such a good guy. I liked him even when he was a Viking. I'm upset mm -hmm. that I have to like him less now. I know, right? Sorry. In division? Huh. Ooh. It's gonna be interesting, though. I'm really, I'm really excited Ooh. to see how well he does. I can't wait until after this year where there's three quarterback MVPs in the NFC South and the one that isn't is Drew Brees. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> dog. Damn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's, some, that's some sad boy shit right there. Oh, oh no. He has like uh, him getting snubbed from the all-decade team. Yeah, I only saw the defense. Did they do the rest of them yet? Yeah. There are six Chiefs on the all-decade team. Uh, hello? They're the second most to the Patriots. Uh, what up, G? Dope, dope, dope. I think it was uh, like Eric two, Berry. Two, yeah, two quarterbacks on the all-decade team. I didn't see Eric Berry on there. Yeah, Eric Berry made the all-decade team. Wait, he's on there. Yo, we completely skipped over Tom Brady. We just talked about Jameis Winston. We just we just leaped right over that shit. Well, yeah, Tom Brady. What's he going to do while we load up the uh, all-decade list? That's something we can talk about. We yeah, can... that's like literally what we're yeah. supposed to talk about. <laughs> so, uh... Tom Brady on the all-decade team is good. I don't know about Aaron Rodgers. Damn, dude. May, may, maybe, like, to be fair, like, the majority of the decade, he was amazing. For, like, half the first half of the decade. He was okay last season, too, though, but... He was okay. He wasn't, like... Yeah, but that's how he's been the last, what, four years. LaShawn okay. McCoy made well, the all-decade team? Well, yeah, but that's still availability. Somebody made the case in this that availability is the best ability. I mean, sure, but... I don't know, man. It's like, if, if I wanted to make an all-decade team based on who showed up for work every single day, this, this list would be different. Man. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at it now. I, I see. Okay. So, you, yeah. Tom Brady. You're running backs. Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peters. Oh, we lost him. Oh, no. Did you lose me? Yeah, Am I you. still here? You're still here. You're here now. Oh, okay. Yeah, your running backs were Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, yeah. and Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Uh, good. Those are good. Uh, would you say those are the four best running backs of the last decade? Yeah, I'd yeah, probably I'd say, say so. so. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The only, like, like, one that I really have a problem with is Drew Brees not being on there. Yep. I uh, Personally... I mean, Personally, he's the most he's the most snubbed quarterback of all time. So of course he gets snubbed off the decade list. If you're gonna have four running backs, you should have three quarterbacks. I agree. That's it. I said I would I would like personally I I'd want to add him just add him on there. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Wide receiver. Wow. They actually named Antonio Browns. You have Antonio Brown, Larry Fitz, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones. You can't like as as bad as a person Antonio Brown might be. He definitely one of the greatest football players ever. Yeah. Not not just Fair. from uh, not just from like how amazing he was on the field, but his work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Darren Sproles flex. Ooh. The best yeah. flex player in, of all time, almost. Yeah, pretty much. The only person I would say was more electric than Darren Sproles was maybe Percy Harvin, but Percy Harvin didn't get to play that long because yeah. he got hurt too much. Right. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, man, I, okay. And your tight ends, Gronkowski and Kelsey, all right? I would have liked to see Max Unger, Unger on there for centers, too. I mean, like, he gave up one holding call in like four years. Mm, God, that's so good. Oh, you know how hard that is. Yeah, Super Super Bowl Seattle team, and you know, one of the big reasons why the Saints had their turnaround from seven to nine. Aaron Rodgers. Wait, wait, wait. Aaron Rodgers had three or four, even if he wasn't playing, he had three or four seasons where he had below six wins in a season. Drew Brees never had less than seven wins in a season. That's, a, that's one of my other arguments. Is like, in like all the records that he's been setting the past like three or four years career-wise and season percentage-wise and I, I don't know. Yeah, and also Drew Brees the most the the most winning quarterback in the past three years. Yeah, uh, like a, he also has a Super Bowl. So like, but man, man, Rogers got that arm, boy. He got that arm. Look, here's the thing: he took that thing all the way down the field, and some big know. motherfucker also named Aaron catches it. Rogers. We I mean. all know, we all know that if there was going to be a third quarterback slot on this all-decade team, it would have went to Peyton Manning because people are fucking stupid. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fuck that, no. So Peyton would have won, and I would have blown a gasket <laughs> and just like detonated on somebody. Like yeah. the first person I saw after reading that, it, it wouldn't even matter. Like it could be completely unrelated. I could be like walking down the street and see someone walking their dog, and I would just like run up to that person and just like scream at them. <laughs> Kuiper, Kuiper would, Karen Baskins on him. Kuiper would lose his shit and shotgun a Budweiser. Oh God, I, just thinking about Peyton Manning irritates me. I'm the sorry. Vomit. Um. So, are we going to talk about Brady in Tampa? I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um. So, uh, I made a bet with this kid. Uh, that I used to go to school with because he was like, oh, all these great quarterbacks always do this in the twilight of their careers and they always do bad. And I was like, I will bet you that he does better in every single statistical category this year than last year. Absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. That's, that, your friend's not right. Brett Favre went to the Vikings and had a Pro Bowl season at the yeah. end of the playoffs. Right. Peyton Manning went to the well, Broncos and threw 50 touchdowns. Ooh, you are. The, the, the history says... Brady's gonna have one, maybe two good years, and then he's gonna fall off. Right. It's like guaranteed he's gonna. Ha- this year is guaranteed gonna be a very good year for him. I'm gonna target him in fantasy football like no one's business. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. 
Brady, Brady still has like a a decent enough arm, and you know that like he's not going to fully adopt Arian's playbook. There's, they're going to work off of each other. Like there's a reason they're bringing Brady in. The playbook's not going to be the exact same as the Arians' playbook with Jameis. There's going to be some differences, and I, it's definitely going to work out in Brady's favor. I mean, just just looking at all the weapons around him. Oh my God! The the wide receivers he has the th- he's been throwing to Julian Edelman and nobody for years. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he's got so many people to throw the ball to now, and a and a a dedicated running game that isn't bent upon rotating nine running backs on your roster and using six a game. Right. I, I think it'll definitely work out. The Buccaneers have had, like, a lot of talent across the board on their team for a long time. And they've just had back-to-back shitty quarterbacks. And I think this is going to be a big deal for them. It's going to be a huge deal for them. you got a good coach, you got a great quarterback, you got great talent. It all makes sense on paper. Now, that doesn't always translate to reality, but if I'm going to bet on somebody, it's going to be Tom Brady. You know? Yeah, like... The thing is, is, like, I made the bet because I was like, this is, like, easy. Like, I don't understand why people are thinking, like, oh, man, he's he just can't do it anymore. Like, he's not going to be able to, like, the whole – what people have to understand is that he is, like, just very similar to how the Patriots themselves were the exception to the rule. I really feel like he himself is the exception to the rule. Like, yeah, absolutely. we've never we've never seen somebody get this far into their career, and the drop off that he's had over the last couple like three years has been yeah, it's been declining, but it's been such a slow decline. And what you know, tie it to is like, wow, like he really doesn't have anything to work with. Like that team easily now that he's gone is like wow like skill position wise they're like bottom like the bottom quarter of the league in skill position people and when you think about it like oh well Brady's been doing that his whole career well yes but it is the fact that he is older now like he does need at least a little bit of something like at that at at week two when they brought in Antonio Brown and they had Antonio Brown Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman for a week, people were like, oh, God, like, this is unstoppable. Like, this is not going to be able to be stopped. But then Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown weren't there anymore, and Julian Edelman got hurt, and Nikhil Harry is slow and can't run, and it just became a disaster. But, like, anyone that thinks that Tom Brady's going to go to Tampa and it's not, like, it's just going to be a train wreck, like, it's going to be Peyton in year 18 where he threw nine touchdowns and seven inter- and 17 interceptions. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, uh, it's not. Your Brady's going to have maybe not a career year for himself, but he's going to have one of the better years of his career. Uh, you can guarantee it and send that to the bank. Well, I'm going to make 50 bucks because of the bet that I made. Absolutely. I, I think so. I don't think they're... I certainly don't think they're going to win the division. I still think the Saints are too good. Yeah. Um, I think with the new expanded playoffs, which we're getting this year, which we can also talk about, um, I definitely think that 
Tampa can compete. Tampa, first of all, Tampa was seven and nine last year. Like, let's not pretend that Tampa Bay was this like trash ass team. Tampa Bay was good. Like Tampa Bay they had, had one a, of the best what running defenses in the league, but just a bad passing defense. They had a they, the, one of the best run defenses. They had an improved pass defense. It wasn't like super great, but like I'm pretty sure they lost like they they went seven and nine last year. I think like seven of their nine losses were like one possession. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had that first game against the 49ers that was, like, crazy close. Yeah. Like, this isn't a bad team that Brady's going to. People just think it's bad because it's Tampa. And nothing, like, Tampa Bay's got no history, and they haven't had a good quarterback almost since their inception. Like, they've very rarely had, like, a franchise guy. And now they have Tom Brady in the twilight of his career. Like, did you see, like, their ticket sales when he signed? Yeah, yeah. they skyrocketed. It was insane. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just find it, I think the best, like, and I guess we could switch it over to, like, Belichick, because that's another fascinating part of this that I want to talk about. Um, Because I think that is a little more of a tumultuous situation rather than Brady's situation. Because Brady's just going down to Tampa and be like, you know what, man? I want to see if I can do it on my own. I want to see if I can go down at this age to a team that's got a lot of young talent and, you know, whatever. But um, I think the best reaction I've seen from this was from Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show because Rich Eisen is a Jets fan. And his producer is a Patriots fan. So they go on the air the day after Brady's gone and he looks at his producer and he's like, look, like... I love the Kraft family. I love Brady. I love Belichick. Even as a as a, as a New Yorker, I have praised the 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 dynasty and how great the two of them are, whatever. And he goes, but you know what? He's like, welcome to the rest of the world, Patriot fans. Like, welcome to the rest of the world. I know I I know it's been a long time. I know you. It's been twenty years, but like this this is what it feels like. This is how other teams feel every you know five six seven eight years you know unless you're a green bay or uh, i don't know a, a pittsburgh Steeler or a new orleans saints like this is how other teams feel and i don't know i just thought that was like a really funny thing especially because coming from like a jets fan but the part of this that i think is interesting to me is belichick now has an opportunity to prove that it was him that made the Patriots great. How and, how effective do you think he'll be? I don't. Okay. Well, when he trots out when he trots out Brian Hoyer as his starting quarterback, we're gonna find out, aren't it'll, we? It'll be Stidham. First of all, it doesn't fucking matter because they're tanking to get Trevor Lawrence. So right. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like, There's no way. There's no way Bill Belichick is going to tank. I... Why would he... Why Why not? Because because of what you just said. Because Tom Brady's going to have a good... The Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs. Who cares Bill what Belichick happened? Need, Bill Belichick needs to prove that he didn't need Brady, so he's right. going to play... He doesn't need to prove it the first year? Is Brady going to win the Super Bowl this year? No, the Chiefs are because no. they're right, running well, it back. The Chiefs are going to win. 
No, no, no. Okay, well, first of all, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl for the next 10 years because it, you They're have right. to. Dude, you they have... returned, they returned uh, uh, 57 of their 59 starters. They re-signed almost everybody except for, like, Kendall Fuller. Like, oh, my God, and, dude. Tobin said you guys got rid of your top three cornerbacks. Uh, Kendall Fuller was bad at cornerback. We shifted him to safety after Juan Thornhill got injured. He played better. So yeah, we lost we lost Kendall Fuller, but when Juan Thornhill comes back, he's gonna he was playing better than Fuller already. So like it, it, that's not like a big loss because we'll draft someone to play a slot corner. I'm not like I'm not worried at all, dude. I, oh my god, we resigned Sammy Watkins. We re-signed Demarcus Robinson, re-signed Sammy Watkins, re-signed Anthony Sherman. Dude, two weeks know. ago, two weeks ago, we had $127 in cap space, and somehow we just re-signed almost everybody on the team. Well, yeah, that's like I said. It's because everybody on that team knows, like, well, we're going to win the Super Bowl for the next 10 years, because in order for someone to beat us, they have to get lucky. So, <sighs> Dude, I, you know... Patriots fans, I understand what it feels like to be on the top now. So, like, I get it. I understand why it sucks to suck now. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, like, they're not going to win. Like, the, the Buccaneers are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So, what the yeah, fuck? but what if they do? Like, what if the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl? Not happening. They're, not, they're not going to. So, what does Bill care if Brady, okay, Brady goes to the Buccaneers and has a good year? All right, I'm going to tank for one season, go 2-14 and 14 and draft the best quarterback prospect that's come out since Peyton Manning who won a national championship when he was 18 years old and just restart the dynasty again. Like, why would Belichick care about one season when it's clear like, oh, that's what they're doing. Like, no one's gonna, like, fault Belichick of like, oh, he's trying to lose because he wants Trevor Lawrence. Oh, people will fault him. Don't Boston fans are so fickle, dude. They won't care for shit. They will. They're they're almost they're worse than Philadelphia fans, but no one realizes it because they've been winning for so long. They don't boo. They're gonna. Oh my god. Boston fans aren't sports fans. They're Boston fans. So when Boston starts losing, ah, uh, oh, I can't wait to just listen to the the mid season reports from the Boston sports media what? about how it's over. Our our lives what? are done. Pack it up, boys. In 20 years, we'll be talking to our kids about how we watched our team win for 20 years, and I haven't won shit. Huh. Why are you so excited about a wide receiver that resigned that had less catches with Patrick Mahomes than he in each season than he did with his first two seasons in Buffalo? Because did you see what Sammy Watkins did in the playoffs? Playoffs, Sammy was oh my, he was our best receiver in the postseason. I don't care what anyone says. He Tyree Kill had the big wasp catch, but the big uh, the ne- uh, couple pl- or the next drive that set up the next touchdown, Sammy's big catch in that game. Ah, I'm just saying, dude. Also, he, Pat Mahomes is strangely statistically worse when Sammy Watkins is off the field. Also true. So I don't know. Sign him to a, to a restructured contract. You know, I'm not, I'm not paying him a lot of money. Just like yeah, they actually oh, no, restructured they him and paid him less. Right, so like I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> it helps Pat out. <laughs> oh, blessed be, blessed be Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that I don't think the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. I, I, in, you're incorrect. Because no, you no, 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 listen. <laughs> Who in the AFC is going to stop him? Nobody. There's the answer is nobody. I said win the Super Bowl. 
You said going uh, back to the Super Bowl. I said win. I thought you, no, you said going win. back to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, it sounded like you said you going back. Win, or did you say go back? I, 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 I don't know if they'll win. I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl because I think the NFC's got a lot of good teams, but I, I don't see anyone. The no, AFC because the Chiefs just resigned seen, everybody. They didn't do anything. As we've seen for like most of our life, the NFC has like the has like the bulk of the better teams in the NFL, but the AFC always has like one or two of the best teams in the NFL. Right. Like the AFC has like one or two good teams that fight for perennial championships every year, and then the NFC it's like a revolving door. And it's been like that for as long as I can remember. It's really it's weird. Top heavy. The AFC's always top heavy. Yeah. Yes. I feel like if you if you, you could probably pluck the Saints if you if you plug the Saints into the AFC, they like would they would have gone to the uh they would have gone to the AFC championship like every single year. Just about. <laughs> That's like the way I think about it. But no, I just don't think the I don't think the Chiefs are gonna do as good because they didn't make any moves, and if you're not making moves, you're falling behind. Uh, they did make that's 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 unless you have someone, or unless you, well, I shouldn't say someone, that's unless you have a team that's structured around the idea of they you can be literally beating them for 55 minutes, and <laughs> then they can then they can just fucking score whatever the fuck they want in the <laughs> final five minutes and score 30 points. Like it doesn't matter. Like literally, it doesn't matter. Like, no, man. I don't. I don't want to come across as like a spoiled, not spoiled. That's the wrong word. I don't want to come across as like, like, I don't know if it's like pessimistic or whatever. Defeatist. Like, I, yeah, like I'm a defeatist. Like I, you know what I feel like right now? I'll tell you this. When it comes to the Chiefs, this must be how hardcore NBA fans felt when the Warriors were in their height. Like, mm, mm. that's how it must have felt. Like, why the fuck? Like, when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors, people were like, why the fuck do we even need to watch? That's how I felt, and this that's not the feeling that I'm feeling right now with the NFL. There's a lot more parody. Um... With who? 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 Where's the, where's the parody? Now, a lot of teams in the NFC, I think, like the Chiefs. I, I just don't see anyone in the AFC beating them. I'll just be honest. Dude, this shit hasn't happened outside of the Patriots. The statistical yeah, but... chance of it actually happening again are slim to none. I'm not talking about, like... The, I'm not talking about the magnitude and the length of the Patriots, because that will never be matched. I'm just talking about, like, the short-term, next, like, three or four years. Because, like, all I ever hear is, like, oh, well, you know, they're not going to be able to keep Tyreek forever. I'm like, okay, so what? They're just going to draft the fastest dude in the receiving class every single year. That's all you need to do. Just I, draft the fastest guy. And I bet they could probably keep Tyreek forever. No, I'm, that's, yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to keep Tyreek forever. I'm just saying I've heard that some places before. Like, oh, a, well, they might not be able to keep I'm like, yeah, they are. Where you'll see similarities here, there are a lot of players that will be willing to play take pay cuts to play with Patrick Mahomes. I'm right. sure the thing. The thing for me is it's unprecedented to return fifty-six of your fifty-eight starters after a Super Bowl championship. Usually, that just doesn't happen. Big thing. The big right. thing that I think is working in the Chiefs' favor actually is none of their coaching staff got poached. And that's like, the yeah. Because, that's the main thing that happens after a team goes to the Super Bowl. I can't believe Bieniemy hasn't been hired anywhere. Dude, I, I, 
the the biggest, in one of my opinions, one of the biggest coaching like hire blunders I've ever seen was Bienemy not landing a job anywhere. Well, that that goes into a lot of people were using the Rooney rule with that whole thing, and that was just a big can of worms that got opened up when he didn't get a job, and guys like Joe Judge and Matt Rule from Baylor all got jobs, and like I get it, I understand like. The Andy Reid coaching tree is very fruitful. Like, a lot of those guys have succeeded. Frank Reich is a great coach, and so is Doug Peterson. and So is Matt Nagy. Yeah, Matt Nagy. Like, they're all great offensive coaches, and that's kind of the direction you need to go in the modern-day NFL if you want to succeed. And I'm not trying to say, like, Matt Rule can't be good. I'm not trying to say Joe Judge can't be good, although the Belichick coaching tree is not particularly great. Like, there's a lot of sour apples. Oh, there's so many sour apples. It's weird. It's almost... It's uncanny to me how good Belichick is and how bad his protégés are. Do you want to know what I think it is, honestly? Yeah, play it on me. I think it's because players... Like, when you go to New England, there's that culture, right, that Belichick has established... But he himself established it, so I think players respect him. Mm. Whereas, like, Matt Patricia in Detroit, like, the players look at him like, dude, you're, Belichick made you. Like, you're nobody. You're not a no, you're a, you're a nobody. Like, sure, you're a coach, and sure, I have to listen to you, but, like, you're not this, I don't know. Like, I think when you come from the Belichick coaching tree, it creates the stigma of, like, he made you what you are. You're not like an authentic uh, coach with your own identity. I guess mm. maybe mm-hmm. that's like my theory. I don't know. I'd have to. We'd have to ask. We could ask Darius Slay. I'm sure Darius Slay would know. <laughs> he was certainly keen on getting out of Detroit and getting away from Matt Patricia. Well, yeah, he's been. God, I can't believe Matt Patricia didn't get fired. Yeah, I know we've talked about it before, but just reiterated. They're probably giving him one more year. Problem is, they're just like, the Lions are once again just pissing away the entirety of Matt Stafford's career. Oh what my god. I think they were doing that pre-Patricia. They never give him a running game. His best wide receiver, they treated like shit, so he had to retire early. I if Corey could go back in time and change one thing in football that wasn't Saint related, I feel like he would go back and like just make it easier for Matt Stafford. <laughs> like Corey's one of the just biggest Matt Stafford. Make it easier for the Lions in general. Just yeah. Because, like, <laughs> Corey's such a big Detroit Lions stan, and I feel so bad because God, like, have they just been put through the ringer? I got a soft spot for the Detroit Lions. I. It, I it, I picked them up in a Madden franchise one time. <laughs> I don't. Dude, I want to. I want to do another Justin. full big Madden franchise with everybody. It's such a good time to do it because nobody's doing shit. Yeah, we all. If we all. If we all buy Madden, I'm down to do one. I forgot to buy the super have, cheap Super Bowl version. How much is it right now? I think I looked the other day. I think it's full price still for whatever reason. Yeah. See, I'm not gonna but, buy it at full no. price. I'll buy it when it's like twenty yeah. bucks. Um. So if we go back to Sammy Watkins, okay, it kind of leads Sammy into Watkins? my. It kind of le- leads into my debate because we're going to do the timely, you know, the very timely on ranking the 
2014 wide receiver class. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so refresh me on this because I wasn't watching. I was barely watching football in 2014. Who's that draft class? Who's in it? All right, so in order, draft order, you have Sammy Watkins, who's the first wide receiver taken. Then you have Mike Evans, Odo Beckham Jr., Brandon Cooks, Kelvin Benjamin, Marquise Lee, Jordan Matthews, Paul Richardson, Devontae Adam, Cody Latimer, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Dante Moncrief, John Brown, Bruce Ellington, Martavis Bryant, Ryan Grant, Jared Aberdeus, TJ Jones, Quincy Anunwal, Michael Campanaro, Jeff Janis, Josh Huff, and James Wright. Holy right. shit. How many of them are Super Bowl champions? None. Yeah. Oh, damn, none! None? <laughs> Kuiper, Kuiper hit with the spite factually incorrect. Brandon Cook's <laughs> making back-to-back Super Bowls on different teams. Yeah, but did he win? <laughs> no. No, I don't think he did. Uh, I think the tail of the, t- the, tail of the tape is... Uh, but are you telling me that... First? Are, you, are you telling me the Browns didn't win the Super Bowl this year with their all-star roster. Nah, dude. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't know, man. Devontae no. Adams set a touchdown record catching balls from the clone of Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, if we're being if we're being realistic here, um, number one is Odell. Probably. Odell, Are you, is, Odell I, is the best. Really? Or really? Yes. All right. So I I made up a tier list, right? Like I didn't, I put them in what I like expected us to put them in, but we'll post the our final draft after we're done. Um, so I have ranks S through F. All right, hold on in, a second. Let me pull something up here because I, I want to like write this down. I have I have it set up in front of me. Okay, on uh, my computer. Is it like? Can you like? Is it like a image file or? Yeah, it's a link. Hold on. Uh, can you link it in the uh, Discord so I can click on it and look? Yeah. I want to see it. There was a few other uh, receivers in that draft class, but they had, like, zero impact. So I just left them off. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Oh, okay, I see it. You can make it. Oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah. So, like, in our S tier, I put Devontae Adams and Mike Evans. I'll put Odell in that tier, too, I think. Yeah, the S rank would be... Wait, Corey, who did you say? I said Devontae Adams and Mike Evans. I would say Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and then Odell. Is what Odell's I been injured, though. I, I, feel like if I feel like he's an A+. Plus. Odell's yeah. one of the best like wide receivers for sure, but if we're if we're like recency bias would put Odell lower. Yeah. Okay. Overall production, I think you have Mike Evans and Devontae Adams being like. It's hard to argue against them. Stalwarts. It's just hard to argue putting Odell in there because he was injured and team hopped. Like Mike Evans and think haven't been. Uh, they haven't been on another team. They they've 
they've just been consistent. Devontae Adams led the league in touchdowns. Mike Evans did his shit. So Odell's, he, again, one of the best wide receivers, just he, not recently. He led the league in touchdowns without Aaron Rodgers. I think that's really important. Yeah. Like, I'm all for Devontae Adams being S-tier. I just, I just don't think Odell Beckham is S-tier. Okay. All oh, right. No, I respect it. Oh, man, I need help. I don't know what all these guys look like. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really terrible at faces, like, normally. So this is worse. Oh, God. I, I will... I mean, most of them have the, the, their jer- their team's jerseys on them, which helps. <laughs> I can identify them that way. I, I know a lot of these All players, right. actually. Okay. No, this isn't as bad as I thought yeah. it would be. Okay, so I only have two in the A tier as well. And that's Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. That I mean, that's that's. Uh, wait a minute, we gotta put Sammy Watkins in the A. He's a Super Bowl no, champion. He's no. he's been terrible. He's not good. He's a Super Bowl champion. So is Trent Dilfer. Yeah, but like Sammy played, Trent didn't. This is the opposite Sammy. of the recency bias with Odell Beckham Jr. I can give it that to you. Sammy Watkins caught more than 65 passes. He caught more than 60 passes since his rookie year. I mean, yeah, so? <laughs> I'm he buying had a Sammy 50, Watkins jersey. God damn it. He had, a, he had a 57% catch rate this year. That's yeah, terrible. I, hey, in baseball, he just sees an all-star. <laughs> it's not baseball! <laughs> in that... <laughs> In basketball free throws, he's cut from the team. Well, good thing he's not making buckets then. All right, all right, whatever. Yeah, fine. That's your A tier. Go for it. Whatever. I didn't have Brandon Cooks on there because he hasn't been healthy. Um, team hops, you know we, that kind of stuff. Can we do something real quick? Um, yeah. Before we finish out the S and A ranks, can we uh, all agree to leave Kelvin Benjamin off the list in general? No, he, no he's, Kelvin he's Benjamin. Getting in a, he's getting an F. No, Kelvin no. Benjamin gets a B for Borger. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, mean, I, I, think, I, I think it makes sense to put Sammy Watkins right next to Odell Beckham Jr. Why? No, no. Yeah, Justin, tell him. I, tell him, I, I Justin. think it's literally the polar opposite of what you're saying with Odell Beckham Jr. That's all, that's all I feel it as. Tell yeah, him, Sam, Justin. Sammy had one good year, and then every other year he's been below average. Yeah, no, no, had like Super Bowl three. champion. He's been a cap casualty. Like, every place he's gone until this year when he has the ultimate cheat code as his quarterback. He makes the ultimate still cheat can't code even, better. He no, he still can't no. even... He still can't even put up nearly as good numbers with the cheat code than he has his rookie season. I put him at the top of B. Who else is in this that I would even put in B? He's at the top of B tier, then. I'll I'll compromise with you guys. Right now, I got it, and I'm ordering this. I've got Vontae Adams and Mike Evans at S, ordered. Yeah, that's right. I got... In A, I got Jarvis Landry, then Odell Beckham Jr. No, you have Jarvis Landry before over. Yep. So Jarvis Landry would be the number three wide receiver from this draft class. Correct. 
He's been better in Cleveland. Want to talk about recency? He's been better in Cleveland than Odell has. He's actually been great. He's been. He was a. He was a godsend for that team. Absolutely. He's been amazing since he's gotten there. Well, he was. He was great in Miami. People never talked about how yeah. good he was in Miami. Oh, uh, I. I knew. I knew how good he was in Miami because he won me some fantasy games. Yo, I love this picture of Jeff Janis, by the way. <laughs> oh, on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. He hasn't. He didn't have an NFL picture. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like a Madden headshot, dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I kn- I know where Matt wants to put Sammy, but are we Sammy Watkins or Brandon Cooks? Who would you rather have? Sammy. Brandon. Man, I mean, as a Chiefs fan, my heart's telling me Sammy. My mind's telling me Brandon. Yeah, because your mind's right. All Fuck right. my mind. We're, I'm going my heart. So we're in B tier now? Is that what this is? Here. Yeah, my so mind, Brandon my... Cooks is the... Right now, Brandon Cooks is the top of B list. Okay. Cool. Alright, then you put Sammy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, that would be definitely put Sammy. There's no way. I, I don't know because I have I have John Brown and Allen Robinson right here. I was gonna say I have John Brown and Allen Robinson too. Ooh, dude, I don't I'm, know. I'm uh, the John only Brown person I w- the only person I would arguably is Allen Robinson, but even then he hasn't been. The moment he left, when he left the Jaguars and went to the Bears, he hasn't exactly lit it up, lit it up or anything. John Brown has had such bad luck with quarterbacks. And oh Allen Robinson, they they both have, Allen Robinson and John Brown. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes... I'm putting Sammy at the bottom of B. I'm putting Sammy at the bottom of B. Between these four. Alright, well... Mm, I don't like it. I don't like it. Right, I, I think right now I'm going with Brandon Cook's Allen Robinson, John Brown, Sammy Watkins. Okay. I don't know how you because I, like if, if Sammy Watkins was able to do anything, like he should be able to do with Patrick Mahomes, and he's still putting up just mediocre numbers. Because he's <sighs> fucking hurt, which like goes into this. Yeah, 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 I guess, whatever, sure. But when you get to the playoffs, when playoff Sammy activates, look out. Oh, I don't care about that. Oh, you're going to care when we win the next nine Super Bowls. I Matt, I already know you're going to. So, like, you don't need to, <laughs> like, it's okay. I get it. Thank you. Uh, All right. I don't know who some of these people are. I know Dante Moncrief. I know Martavis Bryant's going in C. What? He's like that's a dude. Right. That's Mar- where I have Martavis. Martavis caught a pass with his butt. <laughs> Martavis, Sammy Watkins ain't never fucking done that. Martavis didn't have, like, what, two really good years, right? Martavis yeah. is going in C for... He's going into CC for Coochie Catch. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Cannabis Catch. Oh, that's good. Triple C. <laughs> the Coochie Cannabis. Do you, know, 
you want to know what's so fucked up about this list? I know we've already like, 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 been filling this out. If we would have filled this out, like, the year after they're all these guys' rookie seasons, Kelvin Benjamin would have been like A tier. Yeah, man, and now he's in the F for fat tier. Yeah, like Kelvin had such a good rookie year in Carolina, and then just he—I think like after that year, he's like, you know what? I hate football. <laughs> I like them borgers, though. I do like borgers. <laughs> I think I have. Here? All right, I have Martavis or not Martavis. Yeah, I have Martavis in the C tier. I have Dante Moncrief in the C tier. Okay. Oh, I'm putting, uh, Moncrief, I'm putting Moncrief above Martavis. That's fine. Okay. Paul Richardson, I think, belongs here. Marquise Lee, I think, is here. Nah, wait, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> These are, like, the guys who have, like, those flashy moments... Like, when you turn on Red Zone, and you're like, oh, wow, this is a great game for so-and-so. And then, like, the rest of the season, they only get, like, a couple catches here and there. But, like, they'll have those random games where they'll, like, explode and have a really good game. Like, that's what these guys are. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give it to you. Um, I'm putting Jeff Janis in F just because of that stupid fucking picture. <laughs> What did Jeff Janis ever do to you? He took that picture. Dude, he is so happy on that bike. Don't you dare do that to him. Look at that stupid picture. <laughs> he's, if anything, he's copying Juju Smith's shoe <laughs> No, Juju can't ride his bike because it was Corey. <laughs> oh, so that makes it worse because Jeff Janis stole Juju's bike. Exactly. Alright, I can get behind that lore. That fat pod lore that Jeff Janis is the one that stole his bike. <laughs> is this number 13 Jordan Matthews? Yes. Alright, well he's got to go at S because I predicted... No, that's, that's Josh Huff. That's Josh Huff? Okay, he's going to F. Yeah, Jordan Matthews is in the 49ers uniform, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well he's going to S because I predicted him to win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> so, you guys can help me. I'm going to look really stupid here and everybody who's listened to this podcast can make fun of me, but like... Help me out here. Just like name everybody going down from the rest of the list you don't have put up yet. We're, we're at. I put Jeff Janis in F. Okay. Okay. Put Josh Huff at F. Who's that? Thirteen. The thirteen. He's in the. He's the Philadelphia uniform. Oh, okay. Thirteen. Okay. okay. And just like, but like, just go in order here, and name me everybody who's left. Just go. My list is already done, so I can't. Fuck. Okay. Um, Quincy Inunua is in the Jets jersey. Okay. And I'm going to put him in D because he's, like, pretty solid, but he's had a lot of bad injuries, and he just, like, can't really stay healthy. And, like, I'm going to put him and Jordan Matthews in the D tier. Um, I actually don't know who these other guys are. Um, I know one of them is Michael Campanero. I don't know which one is Michael Campanero. Michael Campanero's in the Titans uniform. Okay, well he's going in F because he's like a yeah. factor. Um, Cody Lattimore's in the Giants jersey, who's had kind of a 
I'll put him career in revival in New York. Uh, I'll put him in D. Yeah. Uh, Who's in the Texas? Aberdate. Uh, Bruce Ellington. Isn't he a? Isn't he like a like? He's basically like a. Uh, he's going in D. He's going in. I have him in F. Yeah, I'll put him in F. Fuck. So, uh, TJ Jones is the black Lions uniform, and Jared Aberdeus is the white Lions uniform. Both F. And then who's the final Packer guy? Uh, Ryan Grant. F. Okay. Ryan Grant could have been something, okay? Could he have been? Yeah. Is Ryan, isn't Ryan Grant a Colt? Or wasn't he a Colt? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe? I'm not sure. Or whatever. I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't actually filling out a tier list. I was just kind of looking at the names debating. I didn't know you wanted me to do one also. I'll be honest with you. I've just No, it's fine. They were just now. doing it for reference. Yeah, Ryan Grant was a Colt this last year. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he had a couple games where he had, like, a lot of passes. We're posting this tier list on Twitter then, right? Corey can post his. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, I guess it really doesn't matter too much after, like, C tier. (laughs) The rest of these guys. Yeah, once we get down to, like... Once we get down to, like, the C, D, F tier, it's kind of like, all right, like, we'll just throw some of these guys. Like, I'm, I I like our S, A, B, and C tiers. Like, I don't know. Devontae and Mike are solid. Oh, guys, oh, shit, damn, dude, Jeff Janis slipped into the middle of the S tier. That's fucking weird. <laughs> he, he rode that bike all the way to S. Dude, he... He, he caught a football and rode his bike to the end zone. Get out of here, that. <laughs> oh my god. I can't get over that picture. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> so, Corey, was this, uh, did you do this because of the fact that we're in the midst of what might be another super talented wide receiver class? Kind of, and just, you know, the draft's coming up and everything. I think this is probably, like, not the most... I think this is the e- easily the biggest, like, draft debate we could have had to actually, like, talk about and give our opinions on. I appreciate it. I personally am kind of upset that you guys don't respect the fact that Martavis Bryant caught a ball with his butt. Uh, we put him in the coochie catch tier. I think I think we appreciate it. Well, we also we also had the booty tier. The nah, and the nah, nobody, tier. nobody, nobody. It's twenty twenty. No one says booty anymore. What about sphincter? <laughs> no, that's, that's inside them. He didn't catch. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He, he didn't insert the ball. You don't know that. <laughs> What do you mean? I don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't watch the games. <laughs> that's, that's you're just a you're just incorrect. fan. 
factually incorrect. That man I had watched... to go to the hospital after catching that shit. Oh Yo, man, I just want to see. I just want to see the X-rays of the football in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to see that? Because I want to. You know, it just. Exactly. Don't you want to see an enlarged sphincter? Martavis no. couldn't stop smoking the weed to help with the butt pain. True. After after he inserted the was... ball into his sphincter. Oh my god, imagine he trying was... to get that out. Oh no. Imagine oh. getting that in! <laughs> well, it's easier to put it in. No, it's not. That's the opposite with butts. I mean, I mean when you gotta poop, it's easy to get out. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? I was gonna, I was gonna ask if we can, if the name of this episode is gonna be football in the butt. I was gonna call it Gucci Catch. Gucci <laughs> Catch is good too. I, can we name our episode Gucci Catch? That, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. That's the plan. No, I meant like, I meant like, are we allowed to do? That? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I put a, uh, I, I, I've done a swear in episode titles before, and I haven't gotten flagged, so whatever. Alright, then. I'm down with it. <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. We got this shit. Got this shit on lock. Woot, woot. I can't wait till Ben Birdie sees our tier list and flips out on us for half. Jarvis Landry and Dodo bad about Odell. Yeah. Like, we have them right next to each other in the A tier. I think that's okay. Oh, fuck off. If this was before last year, I would have still had Odell at S. Yep. I just I I don't see how he could be in an S tier after the last year. First of all, I, I would if it was before him. the Super Bowl, I would have had Sammy Watkins oh. in the S tier. No, what? wait in this in the C tier. I would have had Sammy Watkins in the C tier if, if this was before the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened to him in the Super Bowl? They dropped him from S to B. Uh. <laughs> S to B Super Bowl. I get it. Never mind. Hey. No, I was gonna say I I was actually uh, I wanted to put Odell in the S tier, and you guys convinced me not to. Yeah, well, your Brown hating ways have no, no no Cleveland Browns hating ways have you know rolled off onto us, and we can't Good. like their players. Good, don't yeah yeah don't trust them. No, I'm rooting for Cleveland again this year, man. It's the year. It's their year, dude. Matt, what it's we their try? year. He had an intervention. <laughs> you need to stop with the Kool Aid. Yeah, we had an intervention, but then I relapsed when they cut Freddie Kitchens. Oh my god. Yeah, and they have a new head coach that's heavily, heavily analytics based, and they don't get a training camp with him. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. It'll it'll be fine. It'll it's be even, fine. It's even more of a reason why I don't want Joe Burrow to go to Cincinnati. I want Man. Joe Burrow. To, I want Joe Burrow to go somewhere where he can be good. And Dude, I was watching some tape on Joe Burrow. Oh my god, his his numbers when he was facing pressure were like so much far and ahead of even the number two place guy. It's insane. Like his ability to do things when the pocket breaks down, it, it blows my mind. He I, keeps, I it's, uh, he keeps both hands on the ball. He keeps both that's, hands on the ball. That's like Warren Sharp's big thing. Is like how many quarterbacks do you see when they're scrambling around 
being pushed in multiple directions that they never take both hands off the football. Yeah, he's even like, Mahomes takes a hand off the ball. That's why he's so fumble. Like his biggest weakness is that he fumbles. He, he he's a fumbler. He's you got to put both was. hands on the ball. One of them fumblers, but no, Joe Burr. I I keep having this discussion Uh-oh. with, uh, uh, what happened? No, no, that's good. I, I just had a system noise. <laughs> oh, um, I I keep having this discussion with various people that I work with about the debate between Burrow and Tua, which, I mean, it's a pretty interesting one because you have the constant, like the, the classic debate of Burrow was not very good. Like, the first year he was in LSU. Like, he was pretty damn bad. And then proceeded to have this the greatest season from a college quarterback in history. And is now going to be the number one overall pick. Versus having Tua, who, like, walked onto the field during halftime of a national championship game, won, and then had two, like, like A, A minus tier seasons like who do you go with like do you go with the guy that put together multiple years of solid work or do you go with the guy who yeah he was pretty bad that one year but goddamn, like he was historically great in the other year like I don't know I have a uh, Madden franchise that I'm playing through right now where I drafted to a to the Saints. We've been playing through that. He won the Super Bowl in his second year. First year we missed playoffs with at nine and seven. What did you have to give up to get to a? We uh, I I didn't really have to do anything. I messed with the draft class to make it so I could uh to make him like and then uh afterwards I just drafted him with my first overall pick. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Look at my, uh... I've been using my AirPods for my mic, and they just died, so I don't know if that went through. I heard that... I heard that you just... You messed with the draft class, and you used that to draft to a first overall. Alright, guys, I made the, uh... I made the true tier list of the, uh... of the 2014 draft class. If you want to look at the Discord chat... Shut the fuck! I, I, I can hate see you. It. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on. I'm coming. Wait, I'm coming. I need to see this. I need to. <laughs> can we tweet? Okay, Corey, can you tweet? listen. All right, wait, wait, wait. I want Corey to tweet out the first tier list we made, and then I want Justin to tweet out this one. Uh, for for you audio listeners, which is all of you, um, I. <laughs> I remade the tier list, made it into two tiers. Tier one is riding a bike, and tier two is not riding a bike. The only person in the first tier riding a bike is Jeff Janis, and then everybody else is in the other tier, in no particular order. It's beautiful. And that's that's how you make a tier list. Here's the thing, though. As you can clearly see, Sammy Watkins is at the bottom tier of the guys who are not riding a bike. Therefore, <laughs> Sammy Watkins belongs in the F tier. No, he's just like the most not riding a bike out of all these people. Okay, well, first of all, we all know the least per- like out of all these people, the least likely one to ride a bike would be Kelvin Benjamin. 
<laughs> Dude. How am I going to ride a bike if I can't? How am, how am I supposed to ride a bike while eating burger? <laughs> You've never biked and burgered before? No. You know who else hasn't? Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> You're missing I, out. My, you gotta ride a bike and eat a burger, dude. My favorite thing that came from, like, the... the I don't even know what you call it. Like, the story of Kelvin Benjamin was when Josh Allen, like, got to Buffalo and he asked Kelvin Benjamin, like, hey, do you want to, like, work out and run some routes and stuff? And Kelvin was like, nah. <laughs> nah, fam, I'm good. Oh, my like, God. Nah, I just don't want to do that. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is... What is wrong with you? Why? Dude, oh, he man. Just, he really just hated being there, I guess. I don't know. Speaking, though, uh, Corey did allude to it. Uh, Cam Newton, still a free agent. Um, Where, what do we think about the whole Cam Newton thing? Where do we well, think he's going to be? Well, I mean, who, needs, who, needs, a, who oh. needs a quarterback that isn't going to tank? Hey, Corey, you got notification sounds coming through. I just want to let you know. Yeah, no, I'm, uh... I'm turning those off right now. Okay, cool. Uh, dude, I just think a lot of people are... I think a lot of people are nervous about his injury history. And, like, it, we're in a time where it's actually kind of hard to get, like, a full, full-bound full physical. It's... It's a really weird year where you're... coming off of injuries and then having such a deep draft class at quarterback. Right. It's just really bad timing. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to have a big wait-and-see approach with him. You might see him get signed, but probably not until close, like, after the draft, maybe. Yeah, it's, uh... I, think I it's can't like... believe he got cut. Can we just go back, like, take a half-step back, by the way? I mean, I, I was, thought he was going to get cut. I was under the impression that if the, if the Panthers were going to try to make a move for another quarterback, they were going to have to cut him. So it was kind of one of those things where, like, if Matt Rule and the new GM that just bought the team, or the new owner, I should say, that just bought the team, uh, he was, like, quoted and talking about, like, yeah, like, I bought this team, and it's my team now, so anything that was here prior to me buying it is, you know, it's it's up for, you know, analysis. It's up to see, like, if we want to keep it and try to win. And I guess Cam was, like, super upset and... He tweeted that video out of him working out, and they're like, oh, sh they gave up on me, they gave up on me. I'm like, I mean, sure, maybe, yeah, they gave up on you. But also, you haven't been healthy the last two years, and you're a big mobile quarterback, and when you get a foot injury, that's pretty scary for a guy his size and with what he tries to do as far as, like, his game and stuff, so... I'm sure there's a bunch of other reasons that people are like, oh, Cam's not getting a job because he's this and because he's that and because he's flamboyant, because he is distracting and because he's like, well, yeah, he is distracting. Like, that press conference after they lost the Super Bowl was one of the most sour moments of his career. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad like, moment. Yeah, like I get like, oh, uh, you know, we, we expect these guys to just take losses on the chin and stuff and you know it's okay to be human and it's okay to react that way but like dude I'm sorry I hate to compare him to other people but like if you want to look at how to handle a loss the best 
example of how to handle a loss when you know you shouldn't have lost is Drew Brees. Like, I'm sorry. Like, every single quarterback in the entire league right now needs to look at Drew Brees and be like, that's how I'm supposed to react when I lose. That's – you can look at Drew Brees for a lot of – like, as far as, like, the way Drew Brees act leadership he, stuff, he's the, he's the best there is. I don't know. I, I defended Cam during that time because, like, I, I like – I like emotion. I mean, yeah, he was he was real. Like I'm not like I've come around to Cam, especially now that he's not on the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> In the last month that he hasn't been on the Panthers. But like it's like I said, it's a bad time to be a free agent quarterback with an injury history. Yep. Yeah, it's true, but like Teddy Bridgewater got signed, so Yeah, but the thing is he hasn't had an injury history past that injury. Like he and came Teddy out, he had like a chance well. to prove himself, and he did. All right, I'll give it to you. That's the thing. Like he had a chance to prove himself, and then he went undefeated. That's a big deal for a lot of teams. A lot of teams are going to look at that and be like, "Holy shit, we're going to give him now, a shot." Now the problem is, is now Teddy's going from a Saints team that might have one of the best rosters in the league, top to bottom, to. The Panthers, who really don't have much going on. No, a lot of old players. A lot of uh, was, yeah. Cam Newton literally carried that team for years. So like, I don't know if Teddy can do it. We're gonna see what happens. That team that uh, got to the Super Bowl in Carolina. Like, have you ever looked at like their skill position people that Cam had? Dude, he Ted had like Ginn. nobody. He had Jericho Cotri. He had old ass Ted Ginn. He had old-ass Greg Olson. He had, uh... Oh, my God, what the heck was his name? Um... Jonathan Stewart? Yeah, Jonathan Stewart. And he had... Um, oh, my God, who was the... There was another guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, Billy... Willie... Not Billy, um... Oh, my God, I can't remember his name. Um, he just had, like, a whole bunch of, like, old... Nobody. Cameron Artis Payne, Corey Brown, Ted Ginn. Yeah, Ed Corey Dixon, Brown. Corey Brown. Greg Olson. Oh my god. Like, if that was just like Cam got lightning in a bottle. And their defense was really good that year. But, uh, you know, it's almost amazing that when your defense is actually really good and you give a good quarterback multiple opportunities that they can inflate their touchdown numbers and win an MVP. Devin Funches. Yo. Shout out to Devin Funches. Bunches of Funches. By the way, Devin Funches is from the college that I that one of my favorite wide receivers that nobody's talking about is coming out this year. He's like my sleeper uh, rookie wide receiver that I really like. And depending upon where he goes, he'll be a draft target for me. If we get fantasy football this year. Oh, we're getting fucking fantasy football. Don't you fucking say that shit. Dude, football's gonna happen. The NFL said they're willing to play games without people in the stands. Man, that's gonna be so weird. No, can I... You know, you wanna know what? Can I tell you something? Honestly, I'm for it. I'm 100% just, for it. Because me at, too, at, man. I need sports. Well, no, not only <laughs> that. Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that. But, like, another part of it would be, you know what? Like... Teams talk about and analysts talk about. Oh man, like 
this team on the road and this team at home and that home field advantage, like, a lot of that has to do with the fans and, like, the noise they make and the environment that they create. Like, if you eliminate that... There's like, still an aspect to it, but it's not as strong. Like, you still right, have to travel. Like, that's a big thing that, like, the Chiefs rely on and the Seahawks rely on. The Saints. And the Saints rely on. Like, that's a big part of their aura. Like, going to New Orleans is tough. Going Dude. to Seattle is tough. Going to Arrowhead is tough. I want to watch... But, I want to watch Devontae Adams Lambo leap into nobody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just do it anyway. You just leap into the empty stand. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Just hit his helmet on his chair. <laughs> Get a concussion. Oh, that's bad. But no, um... Yeah, there's a guy there. My uh, my sleeper. I guess I'll just share this. Yeah, might as my well. sleep, my sleeper rookie wide receiver, uh, which is heavily dependent on where he goes, and the fit. But I really, really love Peoples Jones from Michigan. You love the Peoples Jones. <laughs> I love Donovan Peoples. First of all, I'm a sucker for any player that has three names. <laughs> like I loved Maurice Jones Drew and Mike Sims Walker for Jacksonville. Mm. So Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't what I just a foot, didn't... what a football name, Peoples Jones. Dude, it's so good. I think he's gonna be really good. Um and I also really like um oh crap. The dude from Notre Dame. Um crap. Corey, help me out. What? I was uh, too busy tweeting at Jeff Janis. Uh, <laughs> no dude I wanna see that shit. The, oh, the, <laughs> he just made it to the top of our tier list. <laughs> no, I can't hear you. What's up? <laughs> oh no! Oh wait, I'm tweeting as football after dark. Can't do that. Still Twitter. Ah, who's making that noise? Corey. What? You were, you were getting some weird feedback. feedback. Oh. Uh-oh. Hello? Is Hello? It? No, you're good now. I'm having, like, trouble because Kuiper's so much quieter than you guys. I turned up Kuiper and you guys got so much louder and then... What the fuck? <laughs> Corey, your entire Yeah, you guys are super quiet. But it's because I'm using a headset mic and not my, like, normal mic. So that's probably why I sound quiet. I'm, I'm also using a headset this time. I just didn't have the time to set up the podcast equipment. Wow. I've been busy. I've been a busy man. I had to delay this by 15 minutes because of my busy ass. You like big-ass Chase Claypool? Yes. Love Chase Claypool. Big fan. I like... You know what I like? When it comes to receivers, I like college receivers that overachieve in systems that are not built for receivers and or have bad quarterbacks. <laughs> Seriously, like think about some of the best receivers in the league right now and think about who they had them who they had throwing the ball to them in college. Like none of them like like none of Aaron Rodgers' receivers are like still playing. 
Like, it's not like... Like, Tua is a different story. Like, Tua has had, like, Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy is, like, like supposed to be the best receiving prospect in the class. But then you have, like, a lot of guys... Like, none of Sam Darnold's receivers were, like, highly tauted draft picks when he came out. Same thing with, like, Josh Rosen and... Like, Lamar Jackson to an extent. Like, obviously, Lamar is a different type of player. But, you know, Baker had, um, like, not too many. Like, C.D. Lamb played for a year with Kyler Murray. But, like, a lot of these guys are just, like, I don't know. They, they come from systems that aren't predominantly, like, oh, like, the, we just going to throw it to this guy 16 times a game. You know, Michael Thomas came from Ohio State, and Ohio State just churns out receivers. Like, they don't really have, like, these dedicated guys that they, like, work through. Like, they, they turn through people. Yeah. And He was the and second they, wide receiver and the number one wide receiver from Ohio State. I don't even think in the league anymore. Right. At that time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, that, something about, like, receivers that come from systems that they're not focused, and yet you could still notice their talent. Like, I'm a big Chase Claypool fan, and I like Donovan Pupils-Jones. Again, it kind of deter- it kind of depends on, like, where they go, if I'm going to get excited about them getting drafted. Because, like, if Donovan Pupils-Jones goes to, like, I don't know, like, Las Vegas, I'm going to be like, okay, that sucks. But if he goes to, like, Denver, I'm going to be like, hell yeah. I love I also that. want to point out that you were really excited about Equi- Equinemius St. Brown and Jordan Matthews. I, I think really the only receiver that you hit on was Cortland Sutton. Uh, might you might be right. Cortland Sutton was, I think, my one... I think I've gone up the plate three times and I've struck out twice. So I got a chance to get back to 500 this year. Equinemius St. Brown, I think, was just, I was just like infatuated with his name. And his IQ. Yeah, and his IQ. How fucking smart he was. Too bad he's buried on the Green Bay Packers depth chart behind a bunch of other funny named people. So, what, what uh, uh, football uh, filler? Uh, what else has been going on? You can find us at. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! How long have we been recording? Uh, an hour fifteen, close enough. Well, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna make a joke earlier, like way earlier, and then we got off topic of us saying that Jameis Winston belongs in the pit. Correct. And a, a lot of people have been saying that his the perfect destination for him would be Pittsburgh. <laughs> I saw that. I love so, that. Yeah, so the whole idea of like, oh, Jameis belongs in the pit and then he goes and like, oh, well I guess he's in the pit now. You would be the perfect destination for Jameis Winston to go? The XFL. Jail. You know where the perfect destination for Jameis Winston to go? Huh. Patreon.com slash fatpod. <laughs> oh! Hey! Hey! Did you say fatpod? 
<laughs> That's right, Jameis Winston. I'm, I really fucking hate you, but I wouldn't mind to take your money. Go to patreon.com slash FVDPOD and give us $10. Oh, we could really use it in this time. We could use an egg in this time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you think these quarantine episodes are a shit show or... Our quarantine DPs are also shit shows. You can listen to those. Literally shit shows. I was on the toilet. You, right, dead ass. Are you for real? No. Oh, oh I got excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we do have a dedicated listener that does listen to us while on the toilet. It's correct. Shout out to. Well, no, you don't give us money. We can't shout you out. Sorry. It's sad. So, uh, it's sad. He's usually poor, in the poor studio Zach, audience. Poor Zach Shively. Yeah, no, can't count. Can't shout out Zach Shively, our friend. Can't so, do it. He doesn't give us money. What I want to know is when do you guys uh, want to do our? It's one of my favorite episodes to do because I feel like we all, maybe not Justin, because I don't think Justin gives a shit um, <laughs> about what about we do our fantasy episode, and I always feel like we try to bring some like solid knowledge to the table but we also try to keep like some of our like uh some of our like it's a giant it's a giant best. like it's our it's a giant like poker face episode because like we're trying to share information and content for the podcast but hold enough of that so that when the draft comes around <laughs> i told you guys everything that i was doing last year yeah so did i, I didn't hold anything back i, I mean I and i won me and I, I memed Justin. again. I memed again and almost won. So, what do you mean you memed? Yeah, I memed. I drafted a bunch of chiefs. Were you even there, Matt? That's not a badge. That's not memeing in fantasy <laughs> for the rest of your for the next ten years. You could take that entire offense and not be memeing. No, it was Derrick Henry that did it for me. That was the meme. The meme. The meme running back finally. Oh, for me. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't I know. Mean, I don't know what running back I'm going on this year, but I, be prepared, it's coming. My fantasy uh, season last year uh, was weird because I went probably the hardest I've ever gone into like, like trying to like look at like, you know, projections and the type of defenses guys were going to be going up against and stuff. But because I was in so many leagues, I didn't want to have the same team across every league. Because I was like, well, if this team whiffs, then I just flushed like six fantasy teams down the drain. You can't think. You can't think like that. Yeah. I, I, I. Although I'm kind of on the opposite. You end, never Tyler. draft your own teams, Matt. You're always out of town on the draft days. Yeah. So I don't. Can, can I be honest? With I, you? What? Mm -hmm. I, okay. I've, I've, I've thought more about Allentown drafting than I have like my paid fantasy draft <laughs> and so like I don't know I'm kind of like not prepared at all well well, yeah I <laughs> that, that makes sense because you want to keep Allentown um, <laughs> but like this whole season last year fantasy wise the team that I went the closest to my projections like the team that I was like these are the guys I want this is where I'm taking them this is I've dominated like I flat out like destroyed everybody in the league and the team that I went the the team that I went the most away from it because I was like again I was like I don't want every team to be the same because I'm worried that if I whiff whiffed on every team so I'd rather have a couple teams be a little different 
So the team that I went the most different on was the worst team in La Liga history. <laughs> so I don't know what route to go this season. Listen, so. uh, that's I'm going to tell you right now, in all of my years of fantasy football, you are better off drafting all the same players in multiple leagues and trying to be different. Putting all your eggs in one basket usually works out for you more because you're more convicted on the pick as opposed to picking someone because you don't have them in another league. Also, if your strategy works out, it works out multiple times. But, if, I mean, then on the inverse, I guess if it fails, it fails multiple times, too. That's that's what I'm constantly, like, worried about is, like, I have a strategy. Yeah, but if you're going to fail, if you're going to fail, you're going to fail anyway. Just go all in. I think my biggest issue with fantasy football is I always try to outsmart everybody in the draft and try to take the next big thing instead of taking like somebody who's already proven. I think you need to mix it up. Well, that's where that's where it comes. You 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 go for the next big thing later in the rounds. A lot of people that have won fantasy in the last couple years, or you know, two years ago, if you had Mahomes, you drafted him in like the eleventh round. This year, you got you got like a uh, oh god. Lamar Jackson. Thank you. I, I just weird brain fart. You, you, people who made it to their championship had Lamar Jackson most of the time. where they get him? Round 10, round 11? It, 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 it comes down to finding the next big thing for sure, but you kind of want to find them as late as possible. You don't want to take a flyer on the next big thing. Well, that's it's mostly been like yours, what you just said. It's, like, it's kind of like how I've approached quarterbacks, where I don't take my quarterback early, but I'm not trying to look for the next big thing. I'm kind of just waiting on my quarterback and then taking someone that I know is like, eh, he's okay. You know, and I don't know. It's my my best years in fantasy were years where I, I don't know, like I got lucky with where some of the guys fell to me and then you know, I drafted Dev- Devontae Freeman instead of Telvin Coleman that one year with Atlanta. Oh, dude, when we flipped a coin? Yeah, I remember that year. That sucked. <laughs> I, fucking I mean, it today. sucked for you. I still got, like, I think third or fourth place that year. Yeah. So, like, I still did good. Just, like, if I had Devontae Freeman, I probably would have won the league. Maybe. Like I'm glad. Fine. I'm honestly kind of glad Justin finally won because at least like now we can just stop this idea that Justin's like the most consistent player in our league that's never won. Right. Like at least I got that one W under my belt and it's never happening again. I was just happy to make it as far as I did. You know. I'm just trying to make my win percentage so I'm not a bottom team. In the league. <laughs> Guys, just okay. my overall Liga history win percentage. Oh man, we need to we need to do a rehash of the Liga history and do an episode of Liga history again because we got some stuff we can talk about. I, we just uh, need we need Shively on to talk about it. Yeah, yes, he's, we he's do. Shot, yeah, Shively's like our historian. Yeah, we'll get him. Shively. When you're next time you're pooping and you're listening to this part of the episode, contact us. We'll do a deep cut you, with that. You guys, yeah. Do, do I do I tell you a little bit of what I'm probably going to do on draft day? Because it's always like a thing for the champ to do something on draft day. Sure. Um, I'm going to get my message um, 
fuck, what did I say? I forget. What what was the text that I sent right before the right before the championship? I don't know. Wait, it was me and you in the championship, wasn't it? No, it was me and Shively. You oh, got, was it Shively? I think you got third. Oh, that's right. I fought for third. That's right. My my uh. It was the Dustman Bowl. Yeah, Dustman Bowl for third, and I don't have to pay for the league this year. Right. Are you ever gonna pay me and the sixty-nine dollars? Yeah. I mean, we're we're entering because to be honest, recession. man, I'm hurting. <laughs> <laughs> we're entering an economic recession at the moment. I'm waiting for my Trump check. Uh, Aren't you still getting paid from the casino? Uh, as of six days ago, no. Oh. As, they uh, they, furlough, they furloughed everybody, and I had to file for unemployment, but. Uh, because the way unemployment weeks fall, because there was still three days of March left on this last claimed week, even though my, my, and also because of the way unemployment works, it takes like your entire last year of earnings. So like I, I, half of last year's earnings were when I was at a gas station and not the casino and making nowhere near as much money as I was. So my unemployment checks are already like not good. Let me just I can't wait for the federal like six hundred to kick in. This is a political podcast now. Oh yeah. Um, here, here's that, when that when that Fed when that Fed six hundred kicks in, I'm gonna be so happy because I'll be making basically the money I made at the casino again. Thank God, and I'll be able to like have a livelihood. Well, uh, when you when you when you get that money, you can uh, you can Venmo me the twenty nine dollars that I want. Yeah, I, I yeah no, I that's fine. It's easy to do. I can do that. Just for like, right? And anyway, like I was saying, because there were three days of March on the last unemployment claim, and even though my gross was only like a hundred some dollars, I still got denied for the week. So I have no money coming in until my unemployment doesn't deny me, which will be next week when I have a week where I didn't work. So like, you know, here, here, here's the here's the message I found. It was uh, who left Damian Williams on the waiver wire. I'm gonna, oh yeah, I'm that gonna, one. I'm gonna print that out. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really big. And I'm gonna bring it with me. I'm gonna blow it up. Who left Damian Williams on the waiver wire? Yep, I'm gonna bring it to the draft. Oh, that's gonna make Shively so sad. Because <laughs> he's gonna see it and just be like, oh. Yeah, he's one of the people who replied to the message, just like, yeah, so, and then he scored 50 points. <laughs> you need to, okay. You need the yes, yeah, so in the blow up. <laughs> Oh, you, yeah, you do. do. Yeah, you need to find the yeah, you, so. Hold on, let me let me Are look. you going to do that while we're on quarantine? I mean, I can't print it out while I'm on quarantine. Let's do it after. We're not going to be on quarantine in August. Don't worry. Uh, we're not going to be. We're not going to be on it uh in uh what did he say? In a couple days. He wanted it lifted by Easter. So, hope uh, you guys are ready. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I'm done. I think Twitter. we should have finished com. a long time ago. Twitter.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Uh, Facebook, we're still getting new views on Facebook, even though we don't update it. One day I'll update that page. Like, every time I log into Facebook, uh, Football After Dark is just six new views. Like, yeah. shit, people are looking for us on Facebook. We should probably, wanna, like, post there. I want to message those people and be like, leave us alone. No! No, I don't want to do that! <laughs> uh, shout outs to, as always, shout outs to Turkey because we got listeners out there. Yo, shout out to Turkey. <laughs> Bless up, Turkey. Love you. I, I, I just, I. 
the NFL's most famous podcast in Turkey, probably. Um, I think I we can say that. that. I highly doubt that. I, I don't think that's a good claim to make. <laughs> I don't think it's okay to make that claim. I think we're fine to make that claim. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, that's it for well, us this bye week. Yep. Hope you're staying safe uh, during your quarantine. We're trying to uh, get together as well. You know, get together by this method as much uh, as we can. We can. But I was going to say, when we do our fantasy episode, um, I already got it confirmed with the guys. Uh, we will have a special guest for our fantasy episode. Oh, who's that? My younger brother. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did ask him. Oh, yeah. dude. I can't wait to, like, you always tell us about his takes on everything, and I just want to hear him. You guys, okay, Corey, Corey left. Corey's not going to vouch for me. You guys don't understand. Like... My brother's takes... The, here's the problem with my brother's takes. My brother is stupid good at fantasy. He's probably the best person at fantasy I've ever met. Like, he was in eight leagues last year. He made the he made the playoffs in seven. He made the championship in four. Wow. Like, it's kind of insane how good he is at fantasy. Um, He's never beaten me, though. Huh. Like, in a one-on-one -on -one matchup, he's never beaten me. And a lot of his takes when it comes to football are all fantasy related. Like, he doesn't give a shit about anything else other than fantasy. So, it's kind of interesting. Like, he messaged me the one day about Brady going to uh, to Tampa. And he was like, I hate this. I'm like, why do you hate it? And he's like, dude, Chris Godwin's average depth of target's going to plummet. <laughs> I was like, Andy, who the fuck cares? And he's like, I care. So, Damn. absolutely yeah. beautiful. But yeah, we're going to have him on. Um, the two of us are going to argue a whole lot because that's what we do. Hell yeah. Hope you guys are ready for that. Good content. You love to see it. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a fun time. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know if he's ever used Discord in his life. Ah, oh, it's easy. We'll help him figure it out. Yeah, so we're going to do that. Um, I don't know when that'll be. Maybe uh, after Easter when the quarantine's lifted according to Trump. <laughs> well, it did, that did get pushed to May 1st, so we'll see. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? We just got to take that We just gotta take that one drug that he said to take, and we'll be fine. Yeah, okay. You know. I'm down. I'm down to take some drugs. This is now a political stream. Hope you're okay with that, folks. Yeah. With, you know, <laughs> welcome, welcome to politics after dark. Yo, politics Pat, after dark. Let's Pad go. Pod. <laughs> welcome to Pad, Pad. Pod. Dude, welcome to Pad Pod. <laughs> Ugh, it sounds gross. Ugh, I don't like it. You don't want right, to listen to you don't want to listen to Pee No, we don't. Justin, end <laughs> the episode, please. Okay, goodbye. I love you. I guess I don't. Okay. All right.